Welcome to the Jammiest Bits of Jam Storytelling Podcast, where we write short stories, rough drafts really, based on a theme and given on a dare. We're your hosts, Christina Kishwa and Cassie Soliday. So this is how we start every podcast, where we kind of meander into the point. Totally. Just a little bit. Yeah. Cool. Hi. Hey, everyone. Hey. We're back. <laughs> Where'd we go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we went, but we're here now. Yeah. With you. <laughs> I mean, really, when we're not recording, it's all black. Yeah. It's all just a black just a void. Yeah. It's like how I think when I blink, the world disappears mm-hmm. until I open my eyes again. <laughs> that's true, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, that's exactly right. how it happens. <laughs> that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> you were doing nothing since last time I saw you, and now I see you, and now yeah, you're doing this exactly, with me. Exactly. Yeah. Right. We only Correct. exist in front of each other. Yes. Cool. That's canon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Feel free to think about that in your own life. <laughs> but we're here today with our guest, Stephanie Zembek, actress Hello. extraordinaire, hey. Shakespearean Boy. actress as well, on top of that all. <laughs> and she has written a story to share with everyone. Yeah. Um... Okay. We didn't challenge you to a story. Okay. There yeah. is no challenge for you. Thank you. But you're going <laughs> to oh challenge us. Okay. I mean her. Yeah, you're going to challenge me. Gotcha. I challenged the Cassie. Yeah. But yeah, not that you weren't challenged in writing your own story mm. out of nothing. You sure. know, blank page is scary. So um, maybe that's a little harder than having a theme. Sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. When you approached me about it, it was two to three pages, could be a poem. So it just was kind of like, okay, mm-hmm. I will just from the ether and go for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Perfect. <laughs> Did you want to like introduce yourself yeah. properly? Sure. Okay, cool. Go. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Stephanie Zimbek. Um, I'm California native, grew up in Orange County, and have lived in Los Angeles for the last eight years. And acting, voiceover, I sing, and I am also do production work. That's mm-hmm. where I work with the lovely cast. Cool. Yeah. We got to pay the bills. Yes, we do. Following our dreams. <laughs> Um, and if people wish to find you online, where hmm. would they go? Well, my main point of contact is Instagram. It's just Stephanie Zimbic with a Z, easy enough to find. So yeah. I've got a pretty big presence there, and I'm working on a website cool. at the moment. So. Will it be Stephanie Zimbic? That's the goal. Dot com? Yeah, that's, that's, hopefully that isn't taken. And I don't think it is. I've Googled it. I'm going to Google it right now so that it's <laughs> accurate. Ooh. Google technology. Woo! Stop taken. All right. GoDaddy.com. StephanieZembic.com. Available. Adding to cart. <laughs> what? <laughs> Just oh, so wow. you can buy it after we record. <laughs> wow, dreams are coming true today. Right now. Right now. I love it. Right now. <laughs> On Jamie's bits of chat. Cassie makes things happen. She does. She nice. does, yeah. It's a gift. Yeah. Well, I also go too far where someone's like, I'm thinking about doing this, and I tell everyone, oh, they're doing this. Yeah. And I did that with it you. It happened the other night. Yeah, because right. everyone's like, are you going to do a Hollywood Fringe show next year? And I was like, <laughs> she is, she is. It's like, what's it about? I'm like, what? Well, <laughs> last time I spoke to Cassie, it just was maybe happening. So, yeah. News to me. Yeah, in my head, it was like already done. Sure, so, yeah. Those yeah. things are easy. I checked know? my credit card statement. I haven't, we haven't like done it yet. No. So, we have to pay a fee apparently. So, we have not done it. Great. <laughs> so, anyways, 
cool. ready for the story? Yeah, please. Yeah? Okay. I kind of told her earlier, it's... Story, I guess, is... I don't know. It's a, a large term. It's not necessarily nonfiction. It's, it's all real. But um, it's more of just kind of a piece, I guess. Please... Give us the piece. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> Give it to us, Steph. All right. You know that feeling when you've been swimming all day during the summer? Your hands are all pruny. Your hair is a tangled mess full of chlorine. You've gotten out of the pool and wrapped yourself up in an enormous beach towel that's warm for being outside all day and you sit on the bouncy poolside lounge chairs and watch the sun begin to dip behind the trees next to your backyard fence, and all you can feel is contentment, warmth and contentment. To me, that's the absolute best feeling in the world. At its very core, that hue of contentment feels like my true self. If you distilled that moment down, everything about it, the golden sun, the smell of the fabric softener on the warm towel's delightfully scratchy surface, wet hair in your wet skin getting a little cold in the light evening breeze, that delicate taste of chlorine and suntan lotion from the long day is absolute serenity. That feeling I've been chasing my entire life. It's one that appears quickly, but when it does, it's undeniable, like an old beloved song I recognized the melody immediately. However, lately, I felt it less and less. And I can think of a myriad of reasons why that is, but one in particular strikes me as the most likely, and coincidentally, the most troublesome, is that I no longer give myself permission to accept it or feel it. This idea of permission extends past this feeling of serenity and contentment. In fact, that feeling to me represents the culmination of what I want my life to be. What I persistently struggle with is living the idea, giving myself uncensored, unrestricted, unconfined permission to embrace who I think I am and what I desperately want my existence to be. When I was a kid, and even now, when I see a shooting star and make a wish, admittedly, I have a hard time putting exactly what I'm longing for into words, like actual words. So instead, I conjure up that feeling that I chase and let the powerful emotions speak for me. And surely that's a stronger arsenal than words when making a wish. At least that's my thought. <laughs> my mom once asked me what I wanted. Big question. I remember when we were in her car, it was summertime, and at the time I was struggling with algebra in school. And the topic of my future was always on the table, you know, apparently passing algebra sophomore year held the key to my future and she asked me what I wanted in my future and I remember being exasperated and holding my hands out in front of me and blurting the only thing I could think of that could encompass everything I wanted I just want to be happy and years later my mom painted me this great picture from my first apartment it was this large vintage looking poster with red cherries on it that said in big text, we tend to seek happiness when happiness is actually a choice. I went through some hard times when I lived there. I mean, doesn't everybody, right? But there were a handful of nights when I laid on the couch and looked up at the painting on the wall, and I wondered if that sentiment was really that simple. On paper, or in this case, on canvas, 
the choice to be happy should be simple, right? But it's so much more difficult trying to put it into practice. To me, being happy means being yourself, and being yourself commands a choice. I'm 32, and I still find that choosing to be myself takes courage. It's silly, but it's true. Choosing to be yourself, to be happy, requires active permission from yourself. Any choice demands permission from oneself, and I think that's the genesis of all of this, is giving yourself permission. I had an epiphany the other night. I was out with friends, and I caught myself wondering what their perception of me was. And to be honest, I've been kind of down lately, and I find it fascinating that this image that I've projected to others is accepted by those around me. And in times of self-doubt, I take to crouching behind this projection. And from my hiding spot, I could see them all react to who they think I am. And in my seclusion, I wondered if that projection is reality or if the real me is the person that's hiding away. Perhaps they're one and the same. I really don't think one could exist without the other. After I got home that night, I wondered if I'd been damaging my relationships by this preoccupation of others' perception of me, of this perception of being correct or good. How can I be in the moment with them and find and enjoy that feeling of serenity when I'm distracted by that? I feel like I failed at being myself that night, and it soured my stomach instantly. To be yourself at all times, to give yourself permission to speak your truth, is a scary thing to do. It's, it's giving your, yourself permission to care. If you openly care about something, you enter into a scenario where you may fail. Openly caring about something opens the potential for loss, loss that's oftentimes public. If you fail at something that you ardently care about and everyone is witness to that failure, doesn't that beg the question that you are a failure? And this is that moment is where I have to make a choice. I have to make an active choice every time that I fail that no, this one loss isn't some greater metaphor of my life. No, this one failure isn't a sign that all is pointless. And this choice is a tangible thing. It has weight. I can feel it every time I'm confronted by it. The seconds that it takes to make the choice to care lasts infinitely in my mind. And time is somehow suspended and I can pull it apart and examine all of its nuances and expand and collapse all of its pros and cons. But I always know in my heart by some divine truth that giving myself permission is always the right thing to do. The higher the risk, the higher the reward, always. Lately, I hate to admit that I've chosen to hide more than I choose to stay and fight. It's a mistake I repeat over and over, hating the outcome every time and giving energy to what I don't want. It's a cycle that's hard to break. The cycle becomes a habit, and then making the wrong choice becomes muscle memory. But I've learned that the more you give yourself permission in your everyday life, the more fully you'll live. It may hurt. In fact, it can guarantee that it will hurt. It renders you vulnerable. It's dirty and unfair and sometimes painful, but isn't it worth it? Isn't it worth the risk to openly care? The rewards far outweigh the cost in the end. It's honest. It's the truth. There's nothing wrong ever with the truth. The more you give yourself permission, the more you work that muscle, so to speak. It'll become second nature, and you'll naturally err on the side of truth when faced with something or someone important. That promise of permission can be honored. And speaking of it in those terms, 
in terms of honoring a permission to yourself begs the comparison of surrender, whether it's surrendering to a fact, to your talent, to a situation you're in, day-to-day relationships, even being yourself. is giving yourself permission akin to allowing yourself to be human. Being human means making mistakes. After all, the phrase only human is code for please forgive me for my shortcomings. So does giving yourself permission equate to being human? Giving yourself permission, allowing yourself to be human is success in itself. And in that respect, I think I've prevailed more than I failed. Choosing happiness and being yourself, giving yourself permission is living shamelessly, truthfully, and honestly in the open. And failure is impossible when you live like that. You just wrote a monologue. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) That was great. That was amazing. First of all, you're so well spoken. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Me and Cassie are like, blah, 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 blah. Like, blah, blah. <laughs> Hopefully like, that's interesting. Every, well, like, even when we like read our stories, it's like every five lines we have to start over again. So I applaud you for that. <laughs> Thanks. It's, I can see the voiceover artist in you for sure. <laughs> I've heard enough recordings of myself speed reading, yeah. speed reading through. So take your yes, time. Yes, for Please. sure. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely different than anything we have this season Mm -hmm. um and I really appreciated that you know um we've had a lot of just I mean narrative really yeah Um, we try to do like fiction fueled by non-fiction like we have fiction fueled by inner feelings sure Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, but like you just like flat out put it all out there which is yeah which is great I mean yeah I always I always like just lean toward the narrative fiction Mm. um like I wouldn't you know, I would be, maybe I'm just not giving myself permission <laughs> to write a monologue that's so emotionally raw about myself. So I was begging for a journal entry that day. Yes, so exactly. It was a perfect day to tap on that kind of creative energy. <laughs> Thank you for reading your journal to us. Yes. Oh, God, yeah, it's liberating. I feel like probably so many people will relate to it. I know I can't, and it's just like, those, those feelings that you can't really put into words, you mm. put them in really well. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So, like, that day when you wrote it, like, mm. it's hard to ask you questions because it's just all there. <laughs> but, well, I can right? tell you, it's the, the first kind of iteration of this started from me basically admitting, having, like, kind of a weird AA moment of admitting uh, that I am an actor. And right. that's a hard thing to do in this city. You know, mm-hmm. it was a hard thing to do as a kid. And... All the way, starting from admitting you're an actor all the way to doing an audition to, you know, speaking about yourself to taking praise, all of that requires permission. Mm-hmm. It, it requires yourself to put yourself out there, care, openly care. And as, you know, we all know, you get told no more right. often than you get told yes. And it hurts every time you put a bit of yourself out there just to go, no, thank you, not mm-hmm. this time. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. it, it shouldn't stop anybody. But it so frequently does. And I'm sitting here saying, oh, I've mastered it. But no, <laughs> it's something I actively have to choose every day. And it, all the, from acting all the way to being mentally, emotionally present at a dinner party. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's, am I representing myself correctly? Am mm-hmm. I am I making the right choices to be honest with myself so that I don't sit and ponder and wonder if I have misrepresented myself mm-hmm. later? You know, mm-hmm. 
I think it's applicable to all sorts of totally. everything, you know, yeah. let alone performance or anything like that. Doing this very podcast, you know, we all put ourselves out there. Yeah. And you have to just shrug away any negative things that could happen mm-hmm. from it, you know. There's this great quote, I think it's Dita Von Teese, actually. Yes. And she says, you know, I am the, paraphrasing, I am the ripest, juiciest peach out there, but there are always going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like our, the tunnel jammiest bits of jam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah! Some people don't like jam. Exactly. Some people don't like jam. They are into marmalade. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, the marmiest marma- sets of marmalade out there. marmalade. <laughs> Break off the podcast. I just want marmosets and marmalade in, in the title. Well, they're like, you know, yeah. cookies and milk. They the marmalade so marmoset bitches. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to. I like, like it. <laughs> but, yeah. That's yeah. Really um, the idea of choice is a deep well mm. to dive into. And um, I constantly, like, you know, for even just, like, relationships with people, Um, I'm like, I choose every day to love this person or Mm -hmm. to interact with this person in a certain way. Um, And you choose them. And it's the same thing with yourself. Choose yourself every day. And I think people, it's the hardest thing for people to do is to choose themselves and be cool with it. Yeah. Once you've been hurt once before, I think you start to uh, preemptively kind of assign reactions to people. Mm-hmm. Like, if I say this, then they may come, out with, mm-hmm. come at me with that. And you kind of just start to censor yourself in everyday relationships yeah. till all of a sudden you're just in this little box mm-hmm. and it's not really who you are. Right. So why are we so scared to just spill outside of the box and have people take or leave us, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People really aren't as heartless as I think my inner censor says they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? I mean, yeah. heartlessness comes from, like, from break a broken heart, mm. you know? Yeah. So if anyone you interact with you feel like is heartless, it's because they got messed up sometime before you even exactly. got there. And mm-hmm. If they're not well, ready to mm-hmm. accept the truth you have to offer, mm-hmm. then it's going to, you know, rear its head in form of criticism right. or... Right shunning or something like that, which we can too often, I think, misinterpret as like, oh, they know exactly what they're talking about and what I just said sucks. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah, I believed that for a long time. I was like, everyone just knows better than I do. I miss something. Yeah. And like over the last couple years, mostly I think this last year, I was like, you know what? I don't think anyone really knows what they're doing and they're basing it all on the experiences they've had. Yeah. So I've had a lot of experiences, so I'm just going to start talking from that. Yeah. But be open to what people have to say in return. Yeah. And it's been yeah. a lot better, and I've been a lot less scared. Yeah. And honestly felt a lot better about myself in general. Yeah. And it's an active choice. Yeah, To have to is. make every day, because it's so easy to fall right back into that place mm-hmm. of, well, yeah. what they say means more than what I have to offer, but mm-hmm. that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. You know? Totally. Somebody out there thinks what you have to say means more than what they have to say. Right. Yeah. You know? Got to unlearn those things. Yeah. The other thing that I, I try to make choices about is if I act foolish, which is a lot, and someone doesn't like it, at least that erases them from, my, like, my radar of mm-hmm. people that I could mm. be friends with, kind totally. of. So it's kind of helpful in, like, 
Right. Like, kind of going through people. Not that, like, I'm on the hunt for friends or whatever. But, you know, you meet someone, you're like, would we get along? Sure. You know, and... Can I be vulnerable with you eventually? Yeah. Can I tell you all my secrets? Yeah. Right. An open book? Sure. Yeah. I tell you all my secrets. You do. Yeah. I'm a good secret. Pretty dark. Keeper. Pretty dark stuff. <laughs> wow. Wow. Jeez. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> all my secrets? Good podcasting. <laughs> all Cassie's secrets. I don't know. I don't know if the audience is trustworthy of all my secrets. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll tell you my deep, darkest secret. You ready? Yes. Ready. Okay. I'm madly in love with Stephanie. Yeah. Oh, this weird. is a jammy, it's been to jam exclusive, everyone. Oh my I should say goodness. deep in friend love with you. Deep, deep, deep in friend love. Yeah. Yes. I won't, I won't leave you, I won't leave Matt free right yet. That's so. okay. Yeah. No. Totally, One totally day. understand. It's something to work towards. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I just love how honest and vulnerable you can be. I think, like, that's, like, when I'm addicted to, like, hearing from you constantly, I'm like, what is she going to say today? Because it's just open and raw, you know? I think it's it's liberating. It feels, at least for me, I've done it enough to have it feel good, especially when it's received by somebody like you, mm-hmm. you know, who is so open and all of that, mm-hmm. you know? I think it's um, it's a choice still, Yeah. you know? Like, I hope it encourages somebody else to kind mm -hmm. of, hey, well, I can tell you this. Or Mm -hmm. even if it's not some deep, dark secret, you know, it's just life experiences. Don't be, you know, like that feeling after you meet somebody new, whether it's like a cute guy you want to make a good impression on or, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody's friend you want to be friends with, something, you have an interaction and you walk away going, why did I feel like the most boring human on the planet? Mm -hmm. Why do I feel like I've got nothing to share? So I think part of like a really deep rooted thing of don't don't be vulnerable don't be weird why is why is vulnerability weirdness i don't understand mm. that sharing stories i mean yeah you always have a different background than the person you speak to but there's something a kernel there that's similar to the other person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think vulnerability is a problem for me but acting weird is not a problem interesting in fact i think acting weird if i'm meeting someone i want to impress is my go-to and maybe even a wall up against vulnerability. Sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because it's my sense of humor and, like, that's what I use to, like, woo people and, like, trick them into liking me. (laughs) (laughs) So, um... Well, it's it's a tool to disarm somebody. Oh, yeah. So that you peel away their walls Mm -hmm. and they're going, oh, hey, I like what I see. Mm -hmm. So now Mm -hmm. my walls can come down. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I tear down their walls and just take their walls and build up in front of me. That's what I Get do. Me your bricks. <laughs> I'll take these. Thank you. Like a game of emotional uh, Jenga. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, do you guys ever get, like, when you're interested in getting to know someone more, and then um, then they return it, mm. and you're like, wait a second. This is what, do, what, do you, what do you need? Like, yes. can you give me some space? I don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I tend to do that, because I'm like, wait, why do you want to get to know me? Like, yeah. it's like, you're cool, and I want to get to know you, but wait, what? Like, you need to stop. It's freaking me out. <laughs> I find myself doing that more in romantic relationships. Interesting. Yeah. And I don't know if it's 
maybe for, if a guy is coming on strong to you I feel okay what's the catch mm-hmm. do you know mm-hmm. what I mean and totally. I don't know maybe if it's in my head I feel like I it, it'll hurt more right if a guy doesn't oh, like me romantically sure. yeah. than it would a friend not wanting yeah. to be a friend oh, yeah I think oh, that's, yeah. that's that probably sense. why I react that way friendships are deep and intertwining things mm-hmm. um especially years like friends of years gone by um whereas like it's almost like a romantic relationship is Absolutely. that, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I know when I met my boyfriend, I was like, when we first started dating and it was still like casual or whatever, I was like, I don't want to be his friend. <laughs> no way. Like, <laughs> I, like we're obviously like, I want to be his girlfriend and then become his friend. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. So that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. in the beginning, Usually I was like, I don't want to hang out. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost a test of, do you really want to hang out with me that much? Right. Okay. If you're willing to like link yourself to me romantically, then sure, we can mm-hmm. sit on the couch and do nothing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it's interesting because yeah, I don't know. Like, what I've learned is. Platonic friendships, relationships take just as much work as romantic relationships oh, do. They yeah. need just yeah. as much fostering, for sure, encouragement, support, all of that. My like, biggest completely. heartbreak of my life was breaking yeah. up with a best friend. It's and probably devastating. yeah. I mean, I don't know if anything will top it. I hope not, because <laughs> it was devastating. Yeah. So well, there's yeah. only so many Cosmo articles ever published to actually help you through those hard times. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. What do you do? Exactly, because yeah. that is your person. That's who you turn to to deal with your this romantic stuff. problems, yeah. your other problems, your other friendship problems. Family, work. Yeah, and probably someone who you never thought you would have an issue with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ride or die. Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore. And I crashed into a wall. Exactly. <laughs> After that happened to me, I so many songs took on a whole oh other deeper. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> I get it. You know? Yeah, it's like, it's like how, you know, when you fall in love, like love songs even sound yeah. different. But yeah, like friendship and even applying like French, that friendship to love songs. Like mm-hmm. yes. I do that all the time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like not thinking about him. I'm thinking about her. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. So yeah, it's really interesting. Completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so true. It's when I have like epic daydreams of myself, like, karaokeing that song and like nailing it and, like yeah. everyone's there to see it mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so stupid <laughs> no that's perfect but you're great at karaoke and so oh. is Christina are you should totally yeah, karaoke together like that'd be fun I yeah. love karaoke you're both such great singers ooh nice right now YouTube YouTube <laughs> well there is still people working right now so they get music <laughs> I listen to music when I work. Yeah. <laughs> but you get you guys should. Are <laughs> you just say no to that? <laughs> no. It's I'm so always done. We definitely. Yeah. That'd be I'm fun. Maybe do a line together. A what? One line. One Little line. Mermaid, go. Oh boy, Cassie. Which one? What do you mean? Part of your world. One line. Go. A line? Just one line. <laughs> Harmonize, go. Harmonize! Harmonize, <laughs> Harmonize go! Okay, fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> You need to bust out your little tuner. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I wish. Okay. So, any other questions? Um, no, I just really appreciate the 
the structure of the store. I think it's my story. Your piece. Peace. Oh, I appreciate the, the freedom that yeah, yeah. you gave me without really. Yeah. That's why this podcast is fun. You just do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> and talk to us about it. And then we talk about it. It's awesome. <laughs> no, it was great. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you for letting me share. Yeah, thank you. Okay. So now comes the part of the show where you get to challenge Christina. Uh-huh. Uh, give her a theme for what her story for the next episode will be. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go with the beverage I had today, kombucha. Kombucha. Kind kombucha. Of a, something out of left field. I know. <laughs> All right. It just kind of came to me. <laughs> All right. I'm up for right, the challenge. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've had kombucha once in my life. Ah. I have to buy one. And drink it. And then write your story. <laughs> While I'm writing my story. <laughs> <laughs> they're good and they're bad, just like coconut water. Yes. Uh, you know? I don't like judge on the only one you've had. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. All right, cool. cool. Well, thank you awesome. so much. Thank and everyone, be sure to check out Stephanie's new website, stephaniezembic.com. Starting today. Launching <laughs> yeah. today. Launching today. today. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Stephanie. Sometimes it's a jammy bit of jam, and sometimes it's a failure, but we have a first draft of a story we didn't have before. What will you write next? Like this episode? Share it! Like us on social media, or write us a review on iTunes. It helps us reach more like-minded writers like you. Follow us on Facebook at Jammy's Bits of Jam Podcast and Twitter at Jammy's Bits. Jammy's Bits of Jam is produced by Christina Kishma and Cassie Soliday. Music by Grace Sai. Until next time, keep writing and embracing the most important thing you have, your voice.